You're listening to Glowing Older, the podcast that goes deep with the experts shaping senior living. Thank you to our Season 2 sponsor, Contento Marketing, advisors for content and communications to position your company for the future. Hello and welcome to the Glowing Older podcast, where we interview experts on innovation in senior living. I'm your host, Nancy Griffin, and I'm so pleased to be here today with Carol Stratford, partner in Hutchinson Consulting. Carol has decades of experience in marketing and PR in the hospitality and wellness space, and Hutchinson has segued into senior living in the past few years. So I'm happy to have Carol share some of her expertise today. Welcome, Carol. Hi, Nancy. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, thank you. You know, I have so much respect for your work and Hutchinson in general. So I'd love to start with you telling us a little about your background uh, and how you got your start in senior living. Yes, so I have been um, in marketing for over 20 years, mostly on the luxury resort side. Um, I've held various roles at places like the Historic Homestead, Durrell down in Miami, to name a few, I worked for Marriott for a while. Um, And then I kind of made the switch over to wellness when I became a VP there of marketing at Miraval um, for, I think I was there for almost six years. And that was really my first um, foray into the wellness piece of hospitality. Um, Since then, I held other positions like at Hilton Head Health, Green Mountain Fox Run, And I really continue to work as a marketing partner to many wellness retreats um, in my role at Hutchinson. We've helped brand such resorts like Amrit, the Yo One Center, Casa de Campo, and, you know, plenty more. Um, We've also recently partnered with Life Centers um, to develop WellPoint. It's a new concept in, in senior living. And some of the things that we do there that make it it a little bit different is that it's a multi-generational campus life. That means that the older are living with um, the younger and that there's a wide variety of amenities that they'll interact with together. And it has a really strong wellness programming that goes beyond excellent medical care, um, but really treats the whole person mind, body, and spirit, um, with an emphasis on recovery, restoration, and prevention. Well, that's a great segue into my next question, uh, because I know you work with some of the most prestigious wellness resorts in the world. Uh, one, of the, one of the ones you did not mention was uh, Sensei in Lanai, which is uh, owned by uh, business tycoon Larry Ellison, and is one of the most cutting-edge uh, wellness facilities in the world. Uh, so, Given the trends that you're seeing on the wellness resort side of things, what trends do you think are applicable to senior living facilities that cater to wealthy residents? I think that more and more people as they're aging are focusing more on holistic well-being. So some of the classes that are offered, you know, focusing on education um, to keep the mind young, food and nutrition education and preparation, yoga, meditation. So that whole focus, um, not on just one, but on the entire being. I think sleep programming is huge. Um, Sensei has a great um, sleep program and getting a good night's sleep is 
there's nothing more important than that. Um, and there's so many products out there that some resorts are integrating into their rooms and programming that can be easily done in the senior living communities. Oh, go on. I was just going to say, you're, you must be implementing some of these at WellPoint. Yes, we are. Definitely. It's so, it's so critical having a good night's sleep. I know, you know, for me, if I don't have a good night's sleep, I just don't function well the next day. Um, the integration of technology, you know, the pandemic has definitely shifted us to um, moving a lot of things online. There's more ways than ever to stay engaged and connected. All the way from that to hands-free spa treatments, things that have maybe, <clears throat> you know, hands-free, I don't mean low touch because you're still getting that spa experience, but they're not needing to have people um, there to implement them. Is, uh, is Sensei doing any of uh, the functional medicine things that I know you, you are um, implementing at WellPoint? Yes, Sensei does do some functional medicine where they're really looking again at the whole, um, the whole body and how you're moving and doing personalized classes to help you, um, to help you feel better, move better, sleep better. Um, and really the, the, I think the unique selling proposition that Sensei offers and I think could be transferable over to the senior living um, environment is that whole personalization. You know, everybody's on a different journey as it relates to their well-being. And while, you know, for me, it might be, you know, being more, trying to be more active for somebody else, it might be mental health. And so I think looking at that um, holistically and personally um, is really a key way to set yourselves apart. You talk a lot about um, USP, and I know in um, in the on the resort side of things, wellness, hospitality are are part of that USP. But in senior living, it tends to be more healthcare focused. Uh, I know that most experts that I've spoken with agree that the industry in general can do a better job of marketing. And I know that you have some strong thoughts on this, both as an expert in marketing and the daughter of a parent who recently entered a senior living facility. Uh, so how can individual facilities and the industry as a whole do a better job of communicating their USP? Yes, Nancy, it's true. Um, just a few months ago, we as a family had made the decision that it was time for my dad to have a little bit more care. Um, and we did a lot of research on where uh, the best senior living experience would be for him. What I found was that they, a lot of times, they're not really speaking to the needs that the family has as they're trying to make these decisions. I think that more and more, um, while they say they're also marketing to you know, the family, I really don't know that that's happening to the degree it needs to. So you know, realizing that they have two audiences, the resident and the children of the resident, and they need to appeal to both. You know, as sometimes it is the adult children who are deciding for their parents. And I think because of this, they have to go beyond the traditional brochure handouts and embrace technology. I think the websites need to be able to answer the questions that the children and the parents have. I think one of the things, you know, going back to USP is I think they need to figure out what they offer that their competition does not offer. And that need, that 
needs to be part of their key message point. They need to be front and center and they need to deliver on it, you know, on the operation side. Definitely. So, so website is a good place to start. Uh, it sounds like uh, for, for um, companies that are looking to improve their marketing. Absolutely. It's the first place that children of residents are going. And let's face it, the aging um, population is getting more and more tech savvy. They're having to, right, to be able to communicate with their families, to be able to, um, you know, stay connected. Well, I know, and you know, when you were looking for uh, a facility for your father, uh, you were interacting with a lot of the sales staff and it seemed like uh, the experience was less than ideal. So walk me through the ideal sales experience. How would you like to have been marketed to or have them sell the dream, if you will? Yeah, I think one of the things that I could um, recommend is that they incorporate what I call the discovery process to personalize the call for the caller I think it's something that's often forgotten as they're so used to their sales spiel, I'll call it, um, that it's not really one size fits all. Some things that were important to me as a daughter uh, that I needed to hear, I didn't hear. Uh, So they need to figure out what the sticky points are for each of the callers and alter that call to fit their needs. This is your front line and we need to pay attention to that, right? So And don't be afraid to use technology to communicate. Zoom, FaceTime are great things to bring the family together who might not be able to be there for the initial visit. I was six hours away trying to make the decision. And because of the pandemic, I couldn't even see the facility, you know, really before we made a decision to to put my dad um, in in a certain location. So, you know, using FaceTime, using virtual tours, connecting, listening to um, the needs of the beach caller, which could be different, right? Um, for, for us, it was about, you know, we knew that they're gonna have care for my father. What was important to me was, did he have a sense of, would he make friends there? Were the things that he would be interested in? How would they make sure that he builds that sense of community? Um, so that was important to me and I didn't hear that a lot. Um, so the, I think that is important for salespeople to really um, listen and then use what they've learned to kind of sell that experience. And one of the one of the services that Hutchinson offers is training of the sales staff. Is that correct? That is correct. I've done training for four seasons. Um, I've done training for my client, the Edgewater. It really started with my um, position at. Miraval is director of marketing and revenue management. So I was over the call center. And what I really noticed was just the same thing. Um, they weren't really listening to the caller and, and, and really selling that experience. They were kind of selling at them. And so I've developed this sales technique and I do training for, for resort, resort call centers right now to help them really improve conversions and improve the quality of the call. So it sounds like for a uh, for a, a senior living facility, you could help them with all the nuts and bolts of marketing, including the website, tying that in with the sales staff, and really making it an integrated 
marketing effort, correct? Yes, that's correct. I think that's what's so important, Nancy, that that integrative word is that, you know, whatever you're selling on the phone, it should be it should be on your website. It should be part of, you know, what it is that sets you apart. So I am a marketing director at a senior living facility, and I'm going to ask you for five minutes of free consulting. Uh, (laughs) you've, You've looked at my website, you found it not up to par. Uh, so, so walk me through. So again, you're exactly right. I think a lot of people don't um, really focus on their digital assets. I think they're just as important as the brochures, the floor plans. The website right now is your gatekeeper. Um, you won't even know how many people might have called you because they were turned off by your website. So ensure that it's easy to use, it's full of information, your photography showcases what's unique about your location. Um, And another thing, it really ties into your social media. It's another key way to attract prospects, you know, like through your daughters, like my age. I mean, I'm on Facebook, Nancy, I know you are, um, and it's free. So using social media um, to really highlight what makes you unique is is really key. Um, some of the sites that I went on, I, they hadn't posted since 2018. Uh, so I think um, that is a miss. And again, it's easy to do. You could probably find somebody um, to, you know, help you with strategy and then it can be implemented on site. Uh, you need to collect reviews from residents and their families and you could use those digitally on your social media. You could use them on your website. And ensure, one more tip that I give to everybody is ensure that you claim your Google business listing. It's free and it's easy to do. Um, And it's going to help you show up more um, from an SEO perspective once you claim that. Um, And a lot of businesses have not claimed there. So I would think that's one step you could do too. And the imagery, the imagery that's used too is often more about the physical plant than lifestyle pictures, it seems like? Yes, and I think that is a miss because you wanna be able to picture your father or your mother or yourself um, in that location. Again, showcasing you know, the activities that are going on or um, you know, the interaction with the community. Again, that was so critical for me that my dad would have Um, you know, time to socialize or an engaging environment where it's easy to socialize. So I think really thinking of it from that perspective, of course, it's always great to have imagery of the, you know, the rooms that they're going to have or the apartments they're going to have, where they're going to dine, but that's kind of a given. You're going to showcase that anyway. Some way to add flavor to your site is to really, you know, kind of show those experiential photos. And how are you seeing the industry getting around the, firstly, the nursing home stigma, and secondly, right now, the COVID-19 stigma? Right. That's, that's what's really challenging. And I dealt with this firsthand, again, with my father, who, in his mind, every senior living community was a nursing home, which is so not true. Um, so in order for me to get his mindset, I really had to 
engage him in the process um, and and take him on tours um, of two different locations so that he could see and make a choice. Uh, so I think that, um, you know, showcasing those photos online where you could give maybe um, or doing a virtual tour with a family if they can't come and see you, having, having a video tour um, where it shows, you know, something so different than what the nursing homes used to be like. Um, when my father's father was was growing old. Yes. So right now it seems like technology is underutilized. And a lot of times it seems like the senior living facilities are saying, oh, well, residents aren't technology savvy. But if you look at the adult children, it's an absolute necessity. And there seems to be a gap. Absolutely. I think that's totally a miss. Again, having them, having your sales staff being able to be adapt to this, um, to be able to communicate because of the pandemic that way is, is critical. And even that connection you get just doing a Zoom call where you can see somebody's face and you can understand, you know, you get that, you build that rapport with them is so critical when you're making a decision for your, for your loved one. And it seems like uh, from marketing perspective in a live environment versus technology, that community outreach seems to be a very important piece. And and that ties in with your multi-generational trend that you're seeing. Absolutely. I think it's so important, Um, you know, for my dad, especially just going back to that experience again, he wanted to be in an environment where there were, you know, um, as he said, there weren't all old people. Um, he wanted, to, <laughs> you know, even though he's 84, he felt still felt like I don't want to just be with old people. And so, you know, the events that they do, um, their ability to get out and about in the community. He's located right near a place where he can walk to an outdoor mall area, um, and. You know, he, I think that really makes him feel like he is part of a bigger community than just inside that building, which is so important. That is definitely a trend. And, and that will be at WellPoint, you have an actual, like a, a, we, a work well kind of situation. Can you tell me like, a little bit a, about that? Yeah, there's a lot to learn from the elder population. And I think that, um, what we're, what we're incorporating is a place for, um, the younger population to work with the older population and garner that that wisdom that they have and and it will give the elder population a sense of purpose and there's so much knowledge that they have i mean my dad himself is a nuclear physicist he knows a lot of things um and i think it would make him feel excited to be able to share that that knowledge with somebody else um and so we're going to try to harness that with the with that um addition to wellpoint so it will it will be your job to shout from the rooftops everything that's going on in Huntsville, Alabama. That's right. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to do that when you know we get closer to opening for sure. But for me, you know, I think what gets me so excited about being part of that is that we're building communities that I would want to live in. I'm only a few few years off from being able to be a member of such a community. I'm not saying that at 55 I would move in um, because I don't, I can't, I'm not quitting my job and retiring at 55 and it's not close to me. 
But when time, you know, when the time comes to, to make that decision, I'm going to be excited about going and it's not going to be something that I have to do, but that I get to choose to do. Exactly. So I'm assuming that WellPoint is what gets you most excited about senior living. <laughs> That's exactly right. We're building, you know, we're building the future um, for senior living. And, and we keep saying we're building our future homes, the three partners at Hutchinson. So <laughs> how exciting that we get to build kind of where we would want to live. That's so great. Well, I can't wait to see what happens with WellPoint. And I am so excited that you shared your information with us today. And thank you very much. Thank you, Nancy. It was great chatting with you. You've been listening to the Glowing Older Podcast.